This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Looking here at the front of the Belfast Telegraph, and it says exclusive casualty chief's astonishing speech to 100 patients. And there's a big headline. I don't have 50 doctors. I have eight. Some of you will have to wait seven hours. Exasperated Antrim Hospital Medic tells packed waiting room how patients are lined up on trolleys to get a bed. And the Causeway Hospital A&E wait tops nine hours as a pensioner in the matter lies for two days before being admitted to a ward. What has gone wrong with the system? Because we've been talking about this for some time now and very often it comes up that people head for A&E when they don't need to go to A&E. That's another That's another strand of this. But I want to speak to Lisa Smith, who's the journalist writing the story in the Belfast Telegraph this morning. Good morning, Lisa. Hi there, how are you doing? I'm very well, Lisa. I I presume someone was sitting there when the speech was made and told you the the story. Um, Just uh, talk us through the atmosphere whenever you're addressed by a medic who's at the end of his stethoscope, so to speak. Yeah, it was actually me who was in the waiting room when he came out and made the speech. Um, and uh, he just sounded absolutely fed up. He really just sounded at the end of his tether. Um, and it's no wonder, really, the conditions in which they're working would drive anyone crazy, I think. So you're sitting there, you're um, visiting the hospital, and did, did he did he sound like as if he was... You know, I, I, I don't want to paint a picture of someone and misrepresent him. So I have this vision that he's just frustrated and he's thinking, I can't cope. But Or was he just simply delivering very important information calmly? Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he he wasn't. He didn't sound like he was sort of uh, a man on the edge. He just he sounded. He did. He sounded very very fed up. Uh, he sounded cross. Um, I think it's probably a mixture of um, the conditions in which they were working, and then probably a lot of patients maybe complaining. And I think you know he was he was at, at pains to stress that just because someone gets seen before you doesn't mean. Uh, you know that it's, that that's important that people get seen in clinical priority. Um, so you might come in and five people might get seen before you, but that's because they need to be seen before you. 
So, you know, I think he was trying to explain the system as well to the to the patients who were sitting in the waiting room. And is it is it always the people in most need who get seen first? Or let me draw your attention to a text that we got actually on, on Monday. It was a woman who came through to us and she didn't want to come on air for two reasons. One, she didn't feel confident to, to speak to us on air, but she also explained mm-hmm. that she was in work and she wouldn't be allowed to be on the radio during work. But she needed to contact us because she wanted us to raise the issue that during the course of this week we haven't had a chance to yet. But she said she was very frustrated about a visit to hospital. She said her and her daughter sat for more than eight hours in A&E and she said countless drunks were brought in, some with self-inflicted injuries, many with the police. They were prioritised to allow the police to get back to their duties. Some elderly patients waiting for 12 hours to be seen. Uh, Closing more hospitals would add to waiting times. She, she, she She mentioned that as well. But there should be a separate ward, and this I quote her on this, for drunk Egypt's to be seen. So she wants like, I don't know, some sort of paddy wagon for the like drunks. A drunk tank, yeah. Like a drunk tank. Yeah, uh-huh, like a drunk tank. And yeah, I, yeah. W- w- would, that have, would that have helped in, 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 in Antrim the other day? Uh, well, yesterday there was nothing like that. I didn't see anybody drunk. It was There were elderly people. There were a lot of tradesmen, injured tradesmen, um, uh, children. You know, it wasn't that I mean, obviously, I couldn't see if people were there inappropriately or not. Um, and I'm sure probably there were because that was something that the, the doctor mentioned. But I know as well, you, you made reference there to, to drunks getting seen before other patients so that police can get away. I mean, I've done stories on this in the past and, and that's simply not the case either. You know, a, poli- a lot of police time is being tied up spending time in A&Es and uh, emergency departments um, with uh, prisoners or, or people who, have, who are under arrest um, simply because the A&Es are so busy. So, um, you know, just because someone gets called before you doesn't necessarily mean that um, they shouldn't be. If they're called before you, it's because they need to be seen before you or perhaps their condition isn't as serious and they only need to see Maybe they need to see a nurse and that nurse is available and you need to see a doctor and the doctor isn't available. So it's, you know, it's, um, it's not just as simple as being called first. Is there a suggestion, however, that the loudmouths get called first to get them in to get them out? I'm not sure that's the case either. I do know sometimes he who shouts loudest gets seen first, but... Um, I, I really don't know if that's the case either. Um, people who work in these emergency departments, they're 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 fairly robust. They're, I don't don't get the feeling that they're pushed around that easily. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that's the case either. And you know, you never know what's going on behind those doors when you're sitting in a waiting room, and you maybe have to wait six, seven, eight hours. You don't know. There could be, like the doctor said, there could be someone who's been brought in having a cardiac arrest. There could have been a major trauma. You know, there could have been a massive accident, um, or someone having a stroke, and that's taking everyone's attention away. So, just because you don't see what's going on the other side of the doors doesn't mean it's not mayhem back there, you know, that they're not dealing with a lot of very, very sick patients. 
I must say, I've had one experience of having to go to A&E in the last 10 years. It was about two years ago. I absolutely needed to go because of a, a, a small accident that, that befell me uh, uh, late on a, on, on a Saturday. And I couldn't speak more highly of the system at the Royal Victoria Hospital. I was amazed. Mm-hmm. I was going yeah. almost prepared to take my rucksack with me for, you know, sleeping in the corridor. Yeah. And when, yeah, when, yeah. I, when I arrived, I went to a window. I explained the difficulty. I was asked to take a seat. I was called like you're called at the, at the dentist. I went through two or three different procedures with two or three uh, different highly skilled and incredibly uh, pleasant nursing staff. And I, I, you know, when I was finally being collected by my wife, okay, this may have have taken, the entire thing may have taken four hours. But I still felt when I was leaving, that was very impressive. Very impressive. But yet, Noel, on this programme, with with this doctor at the end of his, uh, you know, patients and and indeed with story after story coming through uh, for, for us time and again, I could, I could, paper the walls with the number of times we've we've covered this on the issue yeah. on the program is it down to you know some people strike lucky they go in it's not too busy other people go in when it is busy some people are there when they shouldn't be there did you get a suggestion that the doctor felt that there were people there sniffling with a cold that had no need to be there i got the feeling that the doctor felt there were probably people there who didn't need to be there but he actually said if you don't know why you're here speak to one of the triage nurses and he mentioned the fact that uh, quite often GPs send their patients to emergency departments inappropriately when they don't need to be there however there is an argument from the GPs perspective that they have patients who are waiting years for appointments in hospitals and so they are trying to manage chronic painful debilitating conditions in their surgeries Um, and perhaps that's why they're sending them to ED but then there is also the situation where people simply can't get appointments with their GPs and so they turn up at the hospital doors looking for help the system is undoubtedly under huge pressure at the moment and you listen to the doctors and and the health professionals now and there's no such thing as winter pressures anymore it's all year pressures um i've had a member of my family was in a and e um i think 13 times over six months last year and that was throughout the summer and some of her experiences were were horrific, you know, this a lady um, in her late 60s spending, you know, 24 hours on a trolley, not even getting a blanket. And on one, you know, one occasion I was, I asked for a pillow and a blanket and I was told that there were none in the hospital for her. Um, you know, you know, I've, so I've seen it with my own eyes and I'm not, um, I'm not going by people telling me this has happened. Um, and I, you know, I've been in emergency emergency departments myself, and my husband and children, and it's it's um, it's not for the faint-hearted anymore. You know, the trolleys lined up the corridors, and very elderly, very infirm people. There's 
no dignity. They're, you know, eating their breakfast. They've got loved ones feeding them in the corridor. Or um, I watched one old lady, um, her son was on a trolley and he needed the toilet and he couldn't walk. And she was trying to push him around to find somewhere private where they could give, bring a bedpan to him. You know, stuff like that really shouldn't be happening. Yeah, it does but sound. It is, it, 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 yeah, it, it sounds very third world. Um, as I say, but my my personal experience was a very uh, smooth uh, procedure, and uh, you know when I say I was there for for four hours, that was a four hour visit. It included uh, interacting with about three or four top professionals, and the yeah. the the. the um, process started from maybe twenty minutes after I sat down, so I only had twenty minutes to wait before I was I was called. So I I, I, I was yeah. richly richly uh, impressed. But Lisa, what was the reaction of the people? What was the reaction just finally uh, of the people around mm. you? Did did they talk back to the doctor? No, everybody was quiet and um, just listened to him. And when he w- went back in, I mean. <laughs> I have to say there weren't many people walked out. He gave everybody the opportunity to leave. Um, you know, if he said if you're not here, if your your condition isn't urgent or life threatening, um, you know, you may want to leave because you're not going to be seen for maybe six to seven hours. And I would have thought that, you know, that would have thinned the crowd out slightly, but no. Most most people left. I think maybe one person got up and left the the room, but um Again, you know, every, everybody makes their own judgment as to whether they feel they need to be seen, and and everyone there obviously wanted to were, were willing to sit out the six or seven hours. Of course, of course. And just finally, finally, did you stand up and say, "I'm Lisa Smith. I'm from the Belfast Telegraph. This will be on the front page tomorrow." No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'd made a spend, you know. <laughs> Lisa, thank you, thank you. Thanks for coming on with us this morning. Thank you. No problem at all. Thank you very much. That is the uh, journalist Lisa uh, Smith there, just describing how it was when the doctor came out and said, I don't have 50 doctors, I have eight. Some of you will have to wait for seven hours. A man well and truly delivering everything he possibly can under pressurized circumstances. Uh, Your stories are very welcome. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.